G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know what they say, if all else fails, pray. And frankly, that's how many people treat prayer. And yes, God will show up in a crisis. But the most powerful form of prayer is preemptive prayer, the sort of prayer we pray ahead of time. And that's the sort of prayer we're going to chat about today on the program. Powerful, preemptive prayer. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the power of prayer in your life from a different perspective. My kids are all grown up now, but, but I remember when they were young. Christmas morning, they'd get a bike or some present that needed to be assembled or put together. Now, I have to tell you, my mechanical skills are not all that good. In fact, they're shocking. I can make a piano sing. I can do a whole lot of other things, but putting things together... It's just not my gig. So I would dread Christmas mornings where there was something to put together. I'd always muck it up. I'd get cranky with it, whatever it was. And eventually, with steam coming out of my ears, my lovely wife would say, well, darling, why don't you read the instructions? Read the instructions? What? Uh, I guess. If all else fails, read the instructions. I'm sure there's many a dad who's been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. Reading the instruction was a matter of last resort. It's something you only did when everything else, including your personal mechanical brilliance, had failed. And that, as I said, is how many people treat prayer. Don't don't know where you're at, whether you believe in Jesus or whether prayer is something that, well, honestly, really only happens for you in the worst of circumstances as an absolute last resort. But prayer is often just that. I remember a chaplain in the army when I was an army officer telling me that there were no atheists in foxholes. And that's true. When the bullets are flying and the bombs are going off around us, well, that's enough to drive anyone to prayer. But preemptive action is always better than remedial action. Let me say it again. Preemptive action is always better than remedial action. It's, it's better not to drink and drive than to be in rehabilitation after a car accident, right? It's better to get your diet and exercise sorted out rather than to be on life support in hospital following a heart attack, no matter how good the hospital happens to be. Well, actually, the same is true about prayer. That's exactly what Jesus taught. And truly, if you want a better life, if you want a life with more peace and power, joy and love, then preemptive prayer is exactly what you've been looking for. I know, I know, prayer isn't as popular as talking about better relationships, for instance, but then with preemptive prayer, truly, you are going to have better relationships. There's a young boy who had a demon. His father brought him to the disciples at a time when Jesus was busy somewhere else. The disciples, they tried to cast the demon out, but to no avail. Jesus comes along and casts the demon out in an instant. Let's pick it up. Mark chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind can come out only through prayer and fasting. Now just think about that for a moment. 
they're out there. Dad brings his son along who's convulsing and carrying on and, and manifesting demons. When do you have time for prayer and fasting and all of that? The answer is you don't. It's something you had to do beforehand, preemptively. Because of your earnest prayer beforehand, you would already be in a place where you had the power to do what's needed. There's no other way of interpreting what Jesus said here to the disciples. See, this is how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 to 13. And whenever you pray... Don't be like the hypocrites. See, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. But truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you're praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do for they think they will be heard because of their many words. No, do not be like them. For your Father in heaven knows what you need even before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to go through that in detail. In fact, I've written a whole book called Unlocking the Power of Prayer, just about this one prayer. But see how it's a prayer of humility, a prayer about God's name being lifted up, his kingdom coming, his will being done, and just one request for ourselves, enough food to eat for today. And then an exhortation to forgive. We'll, we'll talk more about that on the program tomorrow. And a request for protection from the enemy. See, it's a prayer that's more about God than it is about us. It's a form of prayer that has the power to change our hearts and transform our lives, to get the focus off us and back onto God. Just stand back from it for a minute and compare that to how you normally pray. It's a sobering comparison, isn't it? Because more often than not, our prayer is a shopping list of stuff for us, what we want. Sure, we might pray for other people or a country following a natural disaster, but mostly we pray for ourselves, just reinforcing our selfishness. Imagine how different your perspective on life would be if most of your prayer was about God and his will. Imagine how different your life would be if most of your prayer was about God and his will. A person who prays like that is the sort of person that can step in at a moment's notice and cast that demon out of that boy because they're filled with the power of God, because their life is surrendered to God, because their heart is aching to see his will done on this earth and their eyes are open looking around to see what God's up to and how they can be involved for him and not for them. Do you see? Do you see how incredibly different your life could be? I know just how difficult it is to find time to pray like that. Believe you me, I know. I have just as many distractions in my life as you have in yours, and, and probably then some. One of the greatest distractions that can keep me from praying is the ministry I'm involved in. And that may sound a little bit odd, a little bit surprising, but it's true. I can work so hard for God that I forget to be with God and the power that comes from Christ-like, Christ-taught prayer drains out of me. And before I know it, I'm going it alone. And then I wonder why I'm so tired. Duh. Notice what Jesus said about prayer. Get away on your own. Get into your room, shut the door, 
be with your father in secret, shut off all your electronic gadgets, disconnect from social media and from email, and get alone with God. And then call his will down upon this earth and down upon your life and just see what God will do. And when you walk into a tough ministry situation as those disciples did, you'll already have the power. You'll already have the wisdom. You'll already have the spiritual discernment. You'll already have everything you need to serve God in that place because you called it down and he poured it out through your prayer ahead of time. You want answers? You want power? You want God to solve some of the problems in your life? You want healing? Do you want someone who needs Jesus to find Jesus? The single most powerful thing that you can ever do is to pray as Jesus taught. Yes, miraculous healings are nice. Sure they are. But there's way, way more healing in daily open heartfelt prayer than you'll ever find out there. That there are more miracles wrought in that prayer room than you'll ever see performed out there. And there were you and I thinking that prayer was a thing of last resort. <laughs> Rim? like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.